Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 167 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, the first domino of the offseason has fell in the form of Bradley Beal to Phoenix. But before we talk about that and everything going on with the Hawks, how are you? I'm not doing great, Jackson. I uh, I couldn't sleep well last night. I was thinking about Kevin Herter and how he got traded. Um. Yeah, see, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I'm just saying, <laughs> no. Uh, I just, I, I, I get... I get being upset about like the Hawks like trading harder for like oh salary reasons. That's fine. That's fair. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But if you're still mad about the Hawks trading harder after the playoffs, I I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know sorry, you. sorry. Not, not to shoehorn it, but it was just you know just just you gotta we're in the dead part of the off season. We're finally getting into a, a little bit of action this upcoming week. But you know I had to get my my little bit of joy out of uh, some people still being sad about the Kevin Herter stuff, uh, folks. Uh, take it from a man who who has sometimes struggled to move on in life. It's time to move on, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to move on. The red the redheaded wonder is not coming back through those doors, and that's just that's just fine. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm doing good, Jackson. Obviously, look, like like I kind of just said, it's been a very dead part of the off season. What what has there been to talk about with the Hawks in the last couple weeks? Um, nothing other than rumors and. You know what? We thought we'd consolidate the rumors. We, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna make a podcast solely because. Oh, did you guys hear this one rumor from, you know, this Twitter account that has no journalistic like, like they they, they just rumor aggregators like you know. So, point is, this barring an emergency podcast trade, this is gonna be our last pre-draft uh, podcast. Um, frankly, I'll be honest. Very few Hawks fans seem to be talking about the draft. Um, it just does not seem to be people's, uh, you know, what's getting them excited currently. But uh, at the end of the day, Thursday should be a fun day. Um, so we got the NBA draft in, you know, just a little over four days from now. Um, a lot of options. But we'll talk a little bit about it. But realistically, I think we're all kind of more sitting on the edge of our seats, seeing what happens with some of these trade rumors. Um, obviously, you mentioned. The Bradley Beal stuff. Not that we were directly involved in the Bradley Beal rumors. Thank God um, we were not. <laughs> Landry Fields and, and the wrestlers, they have a little more sense than the, than the trade for Bradley Beal, um, even though he is literally just a cap dump. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, you had the first domino fall, with which, uh, you know, Bradley Beal is leaving our division. He's no longer playing with Washington. Washington is probably going to absolutely suck. You know, they could lose Kuzma for free. They're apparently might trade Porzingis. They might be tanking. Um, God bless them. They're going to be tanking for, I don't even know who next year, Bronny, <laughs> Bronny James. Like, I have no idea. Um, you know, so, uh, maybe that's one, one more team in the East. That's absolutely crap. But, uh, yeah. So Bradley Beal's now uh, on the Suns and I don't know about you, Jackson, but I'm expecting a myriad of moves across a league up, uh, up of course, until Thursday night, the draft night always has a lot of trades, but, uh, yeah, I think I think we're going to discuss about some of the moves that have been rumored because, as always, the Hawks are kind of pretty heavily involved in some trade rumors. So, yeah, I mean, I do feel like this is going to kind of open the floodgates for stuff to happen around the NBA. I mean, the NBA kind of every year is like this kind of like who blinks first type of thing, you know, just across the mm-hmm. league. I mean, obviously, this one there's only a few suitors 
from the start, it seemed like it was the heat. Uh, I mean, and the Suns very quickly emerged. And it seemed like the Suns were going to happen just because of the no trade clause. And, you know, like Bradley Ball, I mean, I mean, Bradley Bill's like dad or something is like son is like the CEO of the Suns or something. So it just always seems as a connection there. Um, like if you want to hear something from a Hawks fan perspective, I mean, it's a good trade for us because Bradley Bill, he doesn't go to the Heat, which is nice. He don't like the Heat. He's not going to be playing for the Wizards anymore. He would have been uh, he would have been good for the Heat too. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. Yeah, and I mean the Wizards are apparently going to cut Chris Paul. So if you're terrified of Chris Paul in the year of 2023, I mean there you go. Uh, Chris Paul will not I'm, be playing for the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Chris and, Paul. Uh, Chris Paul is going to be yeah. playing in L.A. or something. Like he, he's this also just in case you know uh, you know. Bill ever has a really, really good season again. Helps out Trey's all-star campaign. One less guy to worry about because he's in the West now. If, if Bradley Beal is the reason why Trey wasn't making all-star games, then we have bigger issues on our hands. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. But I just said, you know, the reason to be happy about this deal from a, um, a, a Hawks fan perspective, you know, after after a certain hire last happened last week, I'm not surprised to see uh, – a player gets traded, you know, an all-star oh. player get traded such a bad deal for such little in return. I mean, this is objectively very, very rough. It's a, it's a salary dump. It's, it's straight up a salary dump. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, honestly, we got more picks back for Kevin Hurd than they got for Bradley Bill. I just want to point that out. They only got swaps back. They didn't get any actual picks. So. They, they are wishing they did not super max him. Um, but look, he's Washington's just a weird team, man. They 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 could have probably tanked this season and at least gotten a chance at, at least like scoot or miller or at least one of the top seven guys in this draft and instead they're drafting what i think like uh they're they're drafting eighth um so you know maybe maybe they get like maybe they get grady dick <laughs> maybe they get <laughs> walker i don't know um it, it's looking it's looking not great for washington which is good for us um, and it's not even like they got a bunch of assets. It's not like they own the Suns' picks for the next several years. They just salary dumped Beal. Um, so good for the Hawks. Um, Washington's looking like an absolutely rough team. So that's that's good for us. Um, well, the thing about the Washington thing is like in hindsight, they should have traded Bill before they extended him and gave him the no trade clause. Like they're back into the corner on that. But like just the decision to go away from Bill now is hard because like me and you have talked about this before, Logan, like these next couple of drafts are pretty rough. I mean, a lot of that does have to do with the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, kids did lose a pivotal year of high school ball because of the pandemic in 2020, yeah. of course, and, and sending into 2021, even um, just the decision, you know, to not trade Bradley bill then. And then you probably have what, like not the, I mean, you don't have the K draft, but you have the 2022 draft who, you know, was, you know, had Paulo Chet, you know, Jabari Smith as a top three. And then this one, this was the Wimby year. I mean, there's no shortage of team tanking this year. And like, I'm not saying that these next few drafts are going to be bad. They just lack that elite talent at the top. Like you expect in a draft, like whenever you're winning, you know, 20 games or so for a player, I mean, you're expecting for a franchise game changer. And Le these next couple of drafts don't project to have that. Legitimately next year's draft, the most notable player is notable because he's LeBron's son. Um, <laughs> like he's a good basketball player. He probably deserves a chance in the NBA. But there's no guarantees that he's a lottery level talent, and he's the most notable player in next year's draft as of right now. It's just not a great draft. Um, four years ago, we knew Victor Wembanyama would be an exciting prospect. Uh, four years before Luka Doncic got drafted, we knew he'd be a, an exciting prospect. Um, Paolo Banquero was a high high school recruit, and it was pretty obvious early on in Duke he was he was 
a legitimate like he was not a fake high tier guy like you know Cam Reddish or something. Um, Scoot has been highly regarded for years now, at least two or three. Like he really sort of blew up in Atlanta, went to the G League really young. I believe he was sixteen or seventeen. I think it was seventeen at the time he went to the G League. Like it was just obvious early on. You know there there's absolutely huge tiers to prospects in the NBA and this year's draft has a very strong tier um and next year's draft has not shown to have that yet so you know we wish him well uh, we wish washington well um travis lank's got his work cut out for him <laughs> he's pretty much the head scout over there now so they're gonna need him to pull some schlank magic and, and get some actual decent draft picks um and there's one other thing i think we need to this is completely random i guess but one other thing we need to talk about before we get into hawk specifics of jackson you and I, I think you and I both have to somewhat apologize for something, uh, Jackson. Obviously, since the last time we podcasted, uh, the Denver Nuggets made pretty easy work of the NBA Finals. They made pretty easy work of the playoffs in general. I think they lost what? I mean, they only had one game, one series that went to six games, and that was, that was against the Suns. Um, the rest were five or five game series against the Wolves, sweep with the Lakers, five game series against the Heat. Um, that team. I know both of us. Both of us said we didn't really uh, expect them to win the chip. I I don't know if either of us necessarily expected them to make the conference. I said, I said the Denver was going to beat them. <laughs> so uh, clearly, uh, Jackson and I were quite wrong. Um, I highly doubt there's any Nuggets fans listening that care, but you know, our bad. Hey, you know who is listening? Who cares though? JP on Twitter. That guy loves Jokic. That guy loves Jokic more than he I does. love the podcast. He he loves uh, what's his name? BLP. Uh, was BLP coach. Okay, we're right. well, <laughs> treading a thin line here, buddy. But 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 anyway, <laughs> um, we were wrong. Um, I I don't know about you, Jackson. I am clearly a very flippant person. I am prepared to. I am ready to call Jokic the best player in the league. Um, oh, pretty easily. I mean, he's just dominant, okay. man. Like, I, I just want to make dominant. sure we're on the same page. I, I wasn't sure no, if you yeah, hold no, up. We're on the same page. Like, I, I apologize to Jokic and him, the Nuggets. Good, yeah. Happy for y'all. Yeah, him him and Giannis are, I think, probably the two best, but Jokic has just done better lately. So, you know, give it to Jokic. Um, that fat boy can hoop. He gives the rest of us hope. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's Jokic's world, I guess. We're just living in it. But anyway, you know, shout out to Nuggets, I guess. Hawks will be there next season. Maybe. <laughs> Knock on wood, I guess. But, yeah, so with the Beal stuff, sort of done i i guess there's still gonna be some uh you know there's still gonna be some some stuff to come of it obviously chris paul he's not playing in washington um was it uh, actually like announced that washington's cutting him or buying him out or whatever it is yeah it was said they're projected to and that the lakers are going to be interested but you know how it goes yeah i mean look chris paul i think uh hold on uh so chris haynes is sort of going on a bender right now um but yeah, it does make sense. Chris Paul would go to the Lakers. He, he being Chris Paul, probably understands that he is not a high money player anymore. Um, does Chris Paul prefer to play with friends and get a chance to make a playoff run like in L.A., or does he want to go mentor young guys and get some money in like Houston or you know go back to Houston or OKC or whatever? I don't know, but my guess would certainly be L.A. Um, but yeah, Chris Haynes is also saying that Miami. Uh, generally, genuinely believes they could uh, get Lillard, so that's funny. Um, so, 
But Miami always start pulling assets out of a hat like a rabbit. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see it. I'll, yeah. I'll be. I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. But M- Miami it's also all... the Blazers GM, and they gave and they gave up CJ McCollum for like I don't My- know. Miami's also Logan always from Hawks talks at two second round picks. Hey, he's got high potential. But um, <laughs> the Heat the Heat are always like kind of rumored to do something, and Pat Riley kind the of the Heat are always rumored to do something. But it's like the Cavs thing from like twenty like. 18, I guess, where it's like Shump TT Nets pick, but instead it's Lowry, Harrow, Robinson, or a first. That's that's what you're getting back. And that 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 mm. that'll get you Bradley Bill on the war the worst contract in the NBA. That didn't give you Damian Lillard. No. Damian Lillard, you know, as much as you and I have honestly gone on record and basically hated on the guy. Um I still do. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying I like I love the guy. I mean, not that he's done anything wrong. I just, you know, whatever. He doesn't move me, I guess. Um not a break. He uh, he uh, he warrants at least two or three first round picks. Um, he warrants a decent young player, um, at least. No, so. if if the if the Heat legitimately do trade for a little, they're going to be trading picks into the two twenty thirties. And you know what? They're somehow still going to make the finals every year because this stuff is broken, dude. It makes no sense. They get destroyed by Clint Capella, and then they're in the finals a month later. I mean, what a sick joke! Yeah, it's uh. I told you in Miami, Clint Capella had them done. They were dead twice, and now they're the finals. Logan, you you cannot believe this this, this chicanery going on. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, no, no I mean, way to I, I doubt that happens. Um, oh, oh I just want to say, happy retirement, to Lou Will. Yeah, yeah, Shout nothing that happened. Uh, good career, good runs in the Atlanta, twenty twenty playoff run, forever. You know, just a great playoff run in my mind, and he he had some. I wouldn't say big moments. I'd say huge moments. In all honesty, he did. He did. It's uh, it's. Just, I mean, you know, he technically was retired. He didn't play this past season. Um, and, you know, in twenty twenty two, or I guess twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, he was pretty clearly sort of done. Um, it, it just wasn't working so well for Lou. Uh, so it was clearly his time to go. But I, he's definitely one of those guys you kind of hope that like history looks back at him and remembers him. You know what I mean? Like. In the NBA, there's a lot of really great players that get forgotten, but hopefully Lou is uh, unique enough to where he's sort of just generally remembered by by uh, the NBA as a whole. Because very important player for just the concept of just a microwave scorer off the bench. Like he he's kind of the ideal sort of archetype of that. You know, obviously three six man a year uh, six man of the year awards. You know, so shout out to Lou Will, uh, Atlanta legend, South Gwinnett legend. Uh, he, as soon as he comes off retirement, he has a banger tweet that I'm going to be quoting for a long time. So, I, I feel like if he wanted to, he'd be good. Uh, I, I, you know, an immediate job. He's he's a pretty funny, charismatic guy, but he might also just want to like relax and sort of you know stay out of the spotlight. But you know, if Lou Will does go on TNT or something, I'd love to see it. He seems like a very funny guy to have on TV. But you know, anyway, we have we have a uh, we have some Hawks rumors to get into, Jackson. We have we have a couple. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you want to start with first? <laughs> I think the one that makes some amount of sense um, and maybe has a little bit of truth to it is are the sort of rumors with us trading with Dallas. Oh gosh, us trading with Dallas on draft day? I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> Five um, years ago, I've been here before. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. You know. I mean, these are pretty interesting rumors. What's the rumor? Fifteen and JC for ten and Bertans? Is that it? 
Uh, like, I, apparently I, there's like a holdup because I, Dallas wants Capella instead of JC. I mean, yeah, uh, that that's the general sort of idea. Obviously, yeah, the, well, this this isn't like Shams and Wash have tweeted this, but this is so you know take this with a grain of salt. But this isn't also completely made a bull job. This is a, uh, I mean, if you, if you guys remember from last offseason, man, shout out to Jake Fisher. He's a he's the one I believe. He's in the that, back. Yeah, he had this report. He was very much on the Dejounte trade stuff. So Jake Fisher, I think with at least Hawk stuff, he, you know, there's reasons to believe him, or at least give him some some credence. So yeah, I mean, look, the, the trade it makes sense um, for a few reasons. One, um, like, I mean, the Dallas just needs big men that are decent. Um, w- Christian Wood is just. And absolutely just the epitome of empty stats. Dwight Powell, Maxi Cleaver, you know, JaVel McGee, these guys are these guys are just they're just guys. Um and to give John Collins some credit, man, if if he run if he's the primary pick and roll guy, he will put up stats. Um and I we haven't seen how good he is on defense in extended periods without a good defensive center next to him, because he always plays with Capella or a Kongu. Um so it may be a little bit different with Dwight Powell or JaVale McGee, but uh, he, he'll be better on defense and, and contributes more to winning than Christian Wood does. So he'd be a good player for uh, for Dallas. You know, obviously, a pick and roll with Luka would be probably just as good as his pick and roll with Trey, at least at some point, because those are probably the two of the best pick and roll facilitators in the league. Um, but at the same time, you know, I get it. It's basically a salary dump for the Hawks because um, Davis Bertans one he he can still shoot like he do, he hasn't completely lost it. And two, his contract I believe you can basically buy it out or opt out of it after next year or after this upcoming year. And sort of sort of like Gallinari's deal was for us, if you guys remember, like you could kind of get out of it early for a minimal hit because um, Bertans is just massively overpaid. Um, just one of the worst contracts in the league. You'll um, never guess what team gave him that contract. While yeah. we're on the topic of today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Washington has not done well. Um, but, um, yeah, so I don't really like the trade just because I just don't, you know, you're still going to be in the tax this season, which I it remains to be seen if, if wrestler wants to do that. You're still going to be in the tax. Um, you're not going to get better as a team unless that guy you take at 10 is a legitimate guy. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, you, I get it. You're, you were 90 something percent. Then that's me making up a number trading either John or Clint. Um, unsurprisingly, the team would prefer to play uh, trade John because he's just on a worse contract. Um, yeah, while we're, while we're on that topic, it kind of seems like the Hawks' preference to trade is like John, then Capella, and then like a big gap, and then Hunter. Just from like the rumors that we've heard so far, which isn't to say that Hunter's safe by any means. I'm not trying to say that, but it seems like they're more likely inclined to move one of the like the bigs than you know Hunter. Which I mean, it really isn't surprising. We kind of like talked about that. Is like Hunter always kind of seemed like the third guy they might deal, but I mean now that's kind of like rumored at this point because like there's really been no deandre hunter rumors like that but like you've heard we've had like individual rumors about capella and jc now so yeah just something i thought was interesting yeah um i yeah i'd agree i mean with bertons you're definitely getting shooting back i mean you're losing out on defense wait are we talking about jc or capella in the deal right now 
Because I, I mean, I feel like that's the holdup is just on which player gets traded. Because like, I don't feel it, like the Hawks want to I, trade Capella in that, and I don't I feel th- like the I, Mavs want JC in that. I think if you trade them Capella, then the Hawks will say, "All right, but we want to keep 15. Which yeah, if you, tra- yeah, I'm not. I personally, I'm not doing Capella in 15 for 10 and Bertons. JC in 15 for Bertons and 10, I could see, and you know, I could get talked into it. I'm not like the biggest fan of it, but. I mean, there's there's reason to do that trade. Also, I just want to say, Burton's being the guy that's like being discussed in the deal has Quinn's fingerprints all over it. Like that's such a Quinn Snyder player. Like just uh, just the stereotypical like Bojan Bogdanovich type guy of those Jazz teams. You know, he's even international, which fits it better. Just like a four who just shoots the ball and really doesn't do anything. I mean, Burton's you know he had a down year, you know, so forth, but he was still like forty percent plus from three, so. I just, I don't know, like, because obviously Bertans would be on the bench there, right? Like, it, assume we trade John Collins, um, get Bertans back, and 10th overall, I don't know. Let, let's say we take Case and Wallace. Yay, hooray. Um, <laughs> your starting power forward is not going to be Davis Bertans. It's going to be Sadiq Bey or maybe DeAndre Hunter if you feel, if, if uh, Quinn really wants to switch things up, which also, by the way, Prayers for Quinn. That man is pissing out rocks, apparently. Um, ladies and gentlemen, drink some extra water. Be, be, go easy on the calcium. Um, take it easy on your kidneys, all right? Because that man is in excruciating pain, pissing out pebbles. Um, so uh, just wanted to get that out there. Ho- hopefully Quinn's all right because uh, that, that's a pain. I, I Frankly, I just hope I never have to endure. But um, my point being, if we have... If we have... Bertans on the bench, absolutely. He's the only tall guy on our team. Like, I mean, truly tall, 6'10, 6'11 guy on our team that can shoot. But isn't our bench kind of already mostly just guys that only shoot and don't do that much else? Like, as of right now, Sadiq, Bogey, AJ Griffin, those are pretty much three point shooters that haven't, that will not provide that much else consistently. I mean, maybe AJ Griffin takes it, takes a step forward. I would not be surprised. He's very talented. He's going to be more than just a, a, a shooter um, pretty soon. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, it's it's just I get Quinn wants a lot of shooting, but he doesn't only want shooting. You know, he doesn't only want open three point guys that don't penetrate, don't play defense, don't, you know, do any of that. So it's kind of tricky to me to uh, see how it works. Um, but the truth is, is the Mavericks are not going to take on John Collins's contract without offloading. A bad contract of their own. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see the like specifics of Berton's contract because I believe you can get out of it at some point, right? Um, like I think after this upcoming season, you can buy it out or something. Yeah. So it, it's not. I don't think it's fully guaranteed that long, but I'm like having trouble finding the specifics of it. Yeah. Uh, includes 2024 early termination option, uh, in which he gets five million guaranteed. So. Um, you know, you, you, essentially, you get out of the contract. What would that be? Basically, two years earlier than you would with John Collins, but you're getting obviously a worse player because Bertans is a much worse player than John Collins. Um, I just don't know if I just yes, Jack Jackson. Do you Bertans? Bertans? Bertans average like four points a game, Jackson. Just yeah, because, but like yeah, but I don't know. But yeah, I, but I, he was on a bad in team. A vacuum, much worse player, but like also at the same time, like what he adds to a team might be better than John Collins, especially for the Hawks. He, he hasn't scored above five points a game since 2020. Yeah, and like John Collins like 
doesn't have a like he has one finger that's like deformed and needs to be amputated. So like, I mean, we, beggars can't be choosers. People. All right, all right. Like, so, I like so, so I, I will stand corrected. Uh, one of the power forwards discussed did shoot thirty one point nine percent from three uh, recently, and it was Davis Bertans. Shut up, Jackson. He's, he's I'm just won. saying, like, is John Collins better in a vacuum? Yeah, but like yes. John Collins, I mean, worst contract. I mean, he's also God. God, I don't, I don't know, man. I. I just kind of want to ball, man. You're I, I don't know. You're obscene. Bertans is a much worse player. I don't care. That's not even up for debate. There's a reason why we move up in the draft for that swap. But anyway, um, the, my point is, I don't really get the point of moving up five spots in this draft. Is and let like unless you have your sights on someone, which and, the Hawks do seem to have. Later, River coming up, coming up soon. Which like. Don't don't take Derek Lively at ten, guys. Please, please. It, it, oh, also, oh, you, I don't know. You also legitimately have to trade Capella if you do that. Um, well, there's been no, sh- there's been rumors about other teams calling for the other big man. Wink, wink. I'm not even sure what you're referring to, but um, it was in the Fisher article that teams have called about a Congo and Bay. No, I mean teams are going to call about everyone. I'm not really. I don't yeah. think there's. I don't think they're. Talking about a Congo, but yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, I, I thought about it this morning. I was like, lively rumors, you know, team calling about a Congo, and I was like, oh well, we're trying to shed salary. It doesn't really make sense to trade a Congo, but yeah, yeah. Or or Sadiq Bay, who was very cheap this year. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. look, if you move up to ten and you get Casey Wallace, if you get Bilal Kulabali, I'm a, I'm like cool. Those are two exciting. You're also like at Those ten range. Sorry to interrupt you. It's like. You're also in like really good like territory for like someone to fall to you. You know, one name that's been mentioned a lot is like Usar Thompson. Like, there's questions about his ability to shoot, which obviously for Atlantis is scary. But like the athleticism and physicality he provides, as well as like his ability to you know. I mean, he's a wing with high potential. Yeah. There, there. You know, the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, use that. there you go, there you um, go. And like you're in, you know, he's been a guy who's been talked about as possibly like, hey, maybe he falls to ten. But there's also other candidates like Drace Walker, Taylor Hendricks. I mean, you know. At 10, yeah. you do allow yourself to move on. Because a guy falling to 15 is a guy who's projected to go like 12 or something. A guy falling to like 10 is someone who's projected to go like maybe like maybe they were projected to go like five, six or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I do get that. But you have to have somebody in mind. Um, and I would really, fingers crossed, hope that it's not Derek Lively. Um, look, if you trade Capella, like here's the way I see it. If you get if you do the Capella for Bertans and 10 thing, then absolutely take lively like if you have 10 and 15 take lively but i would really prefer you only take lively with your second first round pick if you have two first round picks um or at or just stay staying put at 15 if you're if you're at 10 like take take somebody that's not a center like a kongu for all intents and purposes is the center of the future why would you take you know, why would you do the same thing again we did with the Congo? We took a center really high at six with the Congo when we had just had gotten up Capella. Why redo that? Why redo that unless you truly believe Derek Lively is like Bam meets Gobert meets Miles. T- like, why would you, you know, like, why would you do that? So if you trade up to 10 and you get any other position, you could get, you know, there's not a lot of great true wings in this draft. And, and like Cam Whitmore will be gone. Um, etc. But like, if you take Bilal, I get it. High potential. You need that. Uh, you you kind of need that considering you don't have picks uh, in a couple years. Um, Casey Wallace, I know he's one of your favorite guys in this draft for the Hawks, Jackson. Um, a guard from Kentucky. Those almost always turn out to be at least pretty good. Um, one just won six man of the year. 
Um, and, uh, excuse me, not Bilal, but Kaysen Wallace, like, very good defensive guard. He would essentially take Aaron Holiday's spot. Um, he's projects to be a decent shooter. Like, he's just a pretty good player. Um, you know, and he sort of gives you a little bit of, of cushion in case some stuff happens with DeJounte. And then you have another guy that maybe is capable of handling the ball. But it's just, you know. I all I'll say is it's clear that the Hawks probably don't want to do that that John Collins for Bertans and you know the pick swap trade because if they wanted to do it, it probably would be happening by now. Um, so clearly there's there's a stick up there which I'm glad because I just you know obviously that's just not great value for the Hawks just because you know if you keep if you keep 15 and get 10 then absolutely like do what you need to do because the Hawks kind of just need to maximize their picks these next couple of years before the DeJounte trade sort of starts to affect them. But moving up five spots in this draft from right outside the lottery to late lottery just seems kind of silly to me, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it like on some like previous podcasts we've done, like the other two. It's like, you know, this isn't a draft where I'd really trade up. And, you know, you're not necessarily trading up in that more of like a pig swap. Like yeah. from from like from, I guess, like the advantageous point of like the John Collins 15 for Berton's and 10 thing is like you get off of money faster and you move up five spots in the draft. But I mean, I kind of feel like if you do that trade, you're, you have someone in mind. And to me, that's case in Wallace. Like if you move the 10, yeah. like I'm pretty sure he'll be yeah. there at 10. I don't really see him going before that. And like being able to get someone like case and Wallace, like he's, he's my top pick for the Hawks at 15. I mean, also, you know, maybe at 10, you know, somebody does fall, whether it's like an Usar Thompson or something, cause he's been rumored to be someone who might fall on draft night. It's like, you know, maybe that makes it worth it. But I mean, I will say, Logan, when I first heard that rumor, I was more into it. But after hearing you speak on it more, like I am a bit more swayed on it. Like, you know, I, I will I will backtrack and concede a bit. Like, I do feel like JC is a better player than Bertans. But and I I don't necessarily know if moving up five spots is worth it. But uh, one thing I don't want to do is downplay lively. I know I think that's our next rumor. And that's like the Hawks are interested in lively. Is it cool if we kind of transition into that one? It's like Lively has been someone uh, I've always like, you know, been like pretty high on. Like, I truly do feel like he's a he's a defensive anchor in like a lot of ways. Like, you know, Capella is, except he's a lot more like quicker on his feet. Like, he's a lot more defensive, like modern five prospect than like, you know, I feel like a, like back in the day you had like defensive five prospects like Capella and Gobert who are more like your typical like, you know, you know, these guys are more like 90s, like bad boys, like blocking shots, like lively someone who can move on his feet and stuff like a lot of the stuff that we heard defensively about a Congo when we took him is true about lively, except that, you know, lively is, you know, seven foot one. I mean, he, he is he is he, he's a tall guy like, you know, I mean, he really is. I truly feel like he can be someone who's anchors the Hawks defense for the next seven or 10 years. And, you know, I also uh, I don't like to do the Congo jumper thing, but if a Congo ever does show, you know, the capability to shoot. You know, jump shots, you know, somewhat reliable. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I was all over the place Plus, right there. But if I mean, Kongu ever does, you know, then I think, you know, there's potential they could play together in some form. And I mean, if you have an Akongu and lively front court, then you are truly, I mean, even if that's just like, you know, closing the game out, you have a phenomenal, like, little, just like the defense right there. Like, that defense is they're not, they're not getting to the paint and finishing very easily if you have yeah, that out there. They're not. But um, I say all this, and this is all lively praise, but also at the same time, Logan, I am inclined to agree with you about, you know, this, this you know, we, you know, I, I I don't like to look at, you know, drafts or like, you know, the Falcons reminded me of this. It's like, I feel like a lot of people like look at things like positional value, you know, and they value them too much. Like 
Oh, I mean, in the NFL, Logan, you we all heard that we're all. I mean, most of us are Falcons. Don't take a running back in the first round, but you know, it's kind of like change. Like, oh, don't take a center in the first round if you're in the NBA. You know, so, I mean, not to that kind extent, of. but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, but at least Bijan was like the greatest running back prospect in years, whereas Lively is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, no, he's pretty the, good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In, in the NFL, it's a lot worse, to be fair. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to get caught up in that. But I, I am, I do, I am inclined to agree that you know, you know, going up the ten, you, you, I don't feel like Derek Lively is a choice there. Not to be rude, I'm not saying that. You know, and this isn't a slide against him, but um, I, it would be pretty disappointing to move up the ten and walk away with Lively. I mean, considering just who we have in the wings, um, I mean, if you do, if the Mavericks do, you know, blink and you do, you know, trade for, uh. You know, Bertans, you still have Capella and Kong on the roster. You really can't take lively. Like, not trying to be that guy, but you have three centers on the roster. And I would say four. two of them are starting capable. Oh, four in Bruno. You have like two centers who are starting capable and then lively. And, you know, he's going to be, I mean, minutes are short, especially if you keep Capella, which you, you may not. There may be stuff going on with Capella. Something interesting to keep an eye on with the Suns. I mean, now they have Aiton in the, you know, you know Aiton is probably gone. I mean, who knows? Just my kind of outlook on things. But, uh, you know, not, not sourced up or anything, just throwing that out there. But yeah, I do kind of agree. Moving up the 10 for Lively, it's like essentially like you do a trade where it's, you know, John Collins and whatever draft prospect the Mavs won at 15 for Lively and Bertons. Like that's, that's a pretty disappointing haul. But I will say, like, you know, I kind of feel like this might be a draft night thing where, like, we get to, like, 10 and, you know, maybe we call back in and we're like, eh, we'll, we'll do this because someone would like feel like a news for Thompson or something. But I, I do kind of agree, you know, walking away at 10 with Lively would be bad. But, hey, at 15, I'm game for Lively once again. But uh, yeah, with, with Lively, any, anywhere you pick them, you do have to trade Capella. Or, I mean, if you really want to, you know, you put have on to. the tinfoil hat, trade no. Congo. You you have to be. It has to be Capella because he's making what like twelve million more yeah, than sure. Congo next year. Like, you know, you, even if you made a trade with a Congo and you got like a great player, because obviously a Congo is a good trade piece. Um, I don't know. Let's say you throw him in a package for Pascal Siakam, which we'll talk about in a bit whether or not you know we'd rock with that. But like you, st- it's a money thing. At the end of the day, it's a money thing. The new CBA wants to avoid teams from just being perpetual tax lottery, uh, tax lottery, um, lottery tax uh, teams. They they don't want teams like the Warriors to just pay four hundred million dollar bills every year um, and just you know keep racking it up. They they don't want to incentivize that. Um, so I doubt wrestler would want to get started on you know get being in the salary tax for you know an, another center. Um, so. Yeah, I you know you don't have to trade Capella, but if you pick Lively, it'd be very stupid not to. Um, but you probably have to trade one of John Collins or Capella just for money reasons, and also probably for offensive optimization reasons. So at the end of the day, man, this is Quinn's team now. It's rumored that he has you know substantial roster uh, decisions, which I don't mind. I don't care. Like, yeah, Bud Budenholzer was not a very good GM. But you want a good coach? Sometimes you gotta you gotta let a good coach like make some decisions. Um, and ultimately, you could say one could say you gotta let him cook. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's be real. I like Landry Fields. He hasn't proven anything yet. Whereas at least Quinn has proven to be a very good NBA mind, a very smart basketball guy, a pick and roll savant with our pick and roll savant point guard. 
not the worst thing for him to have some control over the roster, right? So, uh, which he denies it, but you know, you know, you know, you know, wink, wink type thing. But yeah, I uh, we'll see. But I, you know, I once again, Jackson, I don't know how many times you've said this. I will be shocked if we don't have to do an emergency podcast at some point this week. I would be shocked. Like, yeah, I, I'm honestly thinking we may have to, you know, maybe. I mean, this is kind of kind of forbidden an emergency podcast during the draft because I kind of feel like that's where things are heading, just to see how things play out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be kind of efficient? You know, the Hawks trade John Collins and pick 15 for pick 10 and Tim Hardaway Jr. or some crap, and we're like, okay, well, at least the draft's done. You know, that's our podcast. Oh, pick 46. Oh, we'll probably just sell it. That's just pocket change yeah. for Tony Wrestling. Yeah, so. see y'all later. I'm not sitting here waiting for that one. Um, Yeah, also, I do want to say, uh, while we're on the note, I'm about to take a bit of a victory lap. I deserve this. I've been fighting for my life on years on this one. Trey Mike Spurton's like a 42% plus three-point shooter. Just keeping it real. And, he, and yes, he's been playing with thing, Luca. He's been playing with uh, Luca. I'm going to say it, Logan. I, I, I don't think Luca makes the guys around him better like Trey Young does. I, I'm just I saying mean, we, have a, we have a saying around these parts. That's Make valid. Your pay, get your pay with Trey. I don't see anything about Luca in that regard. I, all I'm saying, man, is that every every guy who's ever played with Luca, I'm just saying Jalen Brunson left Luca All Star season. Hey, just saying, just look into it. I'm just saying, you know, Trey Young. I mean, hey, Trey Young throwing passes to Vertons. Vertons shooting like 42 percent plus from three. We we will be there. The champagne is in you the know. fridge. <laughs> I will. I will say it would be nice to have what would essentially be, you know, a no bag version of Gallinari on the team because that's basically what it'd be like. It'd be, you know, Gallo could get in the post and cook a little bit. Gallo could do some stuff off the dribble, and, and Lord knows I miss Gallinari. Um, he's gonna he be into his deal, man. I was gonna say he might come back. He's a Celtic next. Well, I I didn't expect that, but uh, I always have love for Gallinari. Um, anyway. Um, Bertans would basically be like a crappier version of him on funny enough, basically the same contract, uh, 20 mil. And then you can buy him out and only take a five mil hit next year. So it's funny how that works out. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not super sure on, on that trade. I'm not super sold on it, but if we did do it, I understand you save a couple million with John Collins. You get a guy who you know can shoot the crap out of the ball, whereas John Collins, it's very iffy on that because he ended the season shooting well, but he had like a 70-game sample size where he could not shoot the ball effectively. And you move up in the draft. And you know what? At, at the 10th overall pick in this draft, I think you can feel confident or confident in getting a very, like, a legit prospect. There, there's plenty of drafts where the 10th overall pick is... Not that exciting. Very top-heavy drafts, kind of like 2019. This draft, obviously, it's top-heavy with Wemby and Scoot and Miller. But, I mean, a lot of these prospects, the Thompson brothers, Walker, Black, Dick, Bilal, Wallace, these are, like, good prospects. These are interesting prospects. Um, So, trading up and getting, you know, most likely one of the top, you know, probably one of your top seven or eight guys on your big board if you're the Hawks, that's probably a a worthwhile thing. so we'll see, but yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this rumor for a long time because it's the most realistic rumor in my mind. Um, I could definitely see it happening in some fashion, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do we want to talk about the Pascal Siakam stuff? I don't think it's necessarily yes. super legit, but um, I think it's no, probably about. not. It's yeah. not happening. <laughs> we, we, there, we can't all freaking as packages as other teams can, unless we like 
I mean, basically just like desecrate our team going forward. Um, Siakam's interesting, you know. Siakam, you know, he's he's a vet, man. He is a vet. He was in the 2016 draft class. I mean, obviously, there's rumors, Jake. I mean, not Jake, sorry, Logan, which is a uh, wow. huh, callback to the one and done. Shout out. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, there's reasons, you know, that the Hawks were interested in Siakam. He's a, he's been an All Star. You know, Toronto looks like they're rebuilding, which is funny because there's a report today. I think it was by like Bleacher Report, maybe the Athletic. It was like the Raptors are hard to deal with for other teams in the NBA, and it's like, yeah, it really is because I feel like they're always in these rumors. Um, anyway, Siakam's interesting. I mean, there's obviously, you know, the, the Hawks. You know, John Collins looks to be on his way out. You know, an opening at the four. That's what Siakam is. Siakam is a four. He's not a five. Uh, the Raptors did try to let Siakam cook as a five, and uh, by the All Star break, they were trading first round picks for an expiring Yaka Potal. So. Uh, That'll tell you how that experiment went. Not good. Um, and uh, it doesn't make sense because the Hawks, I mean, they do have the foundation to bring, you know, Siakam here, if that is the case. I mean, in the fact they have a Kongu, they have Clint Capella on the roster as of now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Siakam, he's a good player. He can obviously score. He can, you know, self-create. I mean, he, he gets flack for the Beyblade memes. I think that's what they are, the the, the spin move memes, if you know those. Um but he can legitimately create. He can get to the basket. He's someone who can play off. He can play off ball as well. He's been playing with, you know, other primary ball handlers, whether it be Kyle Lowry, whether it be, you know, Kawhi in 2019 when they won the title. And Siakam was the number two or number three, however you view that. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's a solid defender. The only real like weaknesses in the game are the fact that he, you know, he's not, you know, like a five, like you kind of want guys to be a five in the modern NBA. And uh, he, uh, he can't really rebound. But besides that, you know, one thing He's I like good. about him, one thing I like about him though, Jackson, is he would get five, six, seven free throw attempts per game. Nobody else on this team other than Trey gets to the line and Siakam gets to the line like pretty consistently. Um he averaged six point seven free throw attempts last year. He's not like an amazing free throw shooter, but he's fine. You know, 77, 75, 82, 79, 78 percent. That's fine. Um that's above average. Um yeah, Siakam's a good player. Um, how much longer does he have on this contract? Like one more year, maybe two more years. Um, it's it's you know he's on a max. He's a UFA next year. It, it's kind of like trading for Jalen Brown, or if anyone were to trade for Dejounte, like you're not going to get a huge amount of value because he's a UFA in a year, and we you don't know where he's going. Um, Siakam, I will say you could probably extend him because he's not signing for. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't anticipate him getting a super max level. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. But, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting trade. I, it's tough. Like the rumor said, it was a John Collins centered package, which does not make sense because obviously it'd be John Collins plus 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 for Siakam. But uh, I get it because Siakam, if there's one thing about him, he does fit more of the mold of the power forward I think we're looking for, um, which is somebody that can dribble <laughs> and create their own shot a little bit, um, get to the line. He's, he's not a good jump shooter, obviously, but the truth is, is like, he's a good player. He's been over 20 points a game for the last four seasons. He's a decent, hyper little- efficient field goal wise, like almost yeah. like 50%. And it's not like he's just taking sitters. This and, isn't, this isn't, this isn't the click Capella shot diet. People. Yeah. And, and, and an underrated piece from him is I'm not saying he's a legitimate playmaker, but he, you know, he's not nearly as limited with playmaking as our current front court guys are. John Collins, Clint Capella, 
Okongwu, these guys are not good passers. Uh, Siakam's a pretty good passer. He, he's a legitimately good player, a do-it-all type of power forward. Um, unless you're asking him to shoot threes super efficiently, he will not do that. But um, I, one thing I do like about Siakam is he does take threes. Like he's he's at a season where he's taken six threes a game and made 36 percent of them. Um, with the extra spacing that Trey Young can give and can provide. He may, you know, he may bump up to a 35, 36, 37% three-point shooter uh, next to Trey. So um, it's definitely an enticing player to look at. It makes a lot of sense. Tor- Toronto kind of just needs to blow it up. Um, they're going to lose Fred Van Vliet, who is a wildly overrated player, but still. Um, they have Scotty Barnes, who's also a wildly overrated player, but still. The point is they need to blow it up. Um, so if they do blow it up, I, I would be shocked if Atlanta does not call about Siakam, but I don't know if we have if we're going to be willing to give up the assets to get him, because you're talking probably like two firsts and a decent young player. And I don't know about you, but I really think you have to hold on to AJ and Jalen solely because one, because obviously they're exciting young players, but two, because they're kind of going to be like very important in terms of staying below the, the, the luxury tax um, and kind of just making up for the fact that we will not have our first round picks in a couple of years. So um, but it's an interesting trade prospect for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like Siakam's a good player. I don't feel like anybody would disagree with that. It's just a, it's a matter of like what you're giving up and then like what you're getting back. Like to be pessimistic about Siakam now, like Siakam, like he always is like kind of considered like this like younger player in the league. But I mean, the truth is is that he, he's in his prime right now. Um, I'd probably say like you know if you're going off of the what is it like the stats of like when a player is to prime he's 29 years old um next season he'll turn 30 in season in april but um he's a really solid player but i, I do kind of feel like the hawks if you get involved for siakam you're gonna be in a bidding war of course there's been no shortage of rumors about siakam going to portland i mean portland holds the keys to basically the draft at three on what they want to do um really the charlotte does it too because there's been you know talks of zion and brandon ingram but that's a that's a different podcast. That's neither here nor there. That is a that's a Hornets podcast and Pelicans podcast. Although if you're a Pelican podcast right now, uh, good luck for you. Good luck to you. Um. Anyways, I did kind of feel like you entered that bidding war, and uh, you know, like you said, you have to match salaries. So you're probably talking like Capella and then JC filler, and then you're talking like what, like two, three picks, and then um, like maybe a young player, maybe even like you know, maybe real real pessimistic is. Maybe maybe a, maybe you have to give up all three young guys for Siakam, and you know that's a bit of a hyperbole. But uh, by the time you do that, man, you're just so depleted on assets. Like Siakam, the Siakam trade for the Hawks literally would be that. That is the point of going all in. Like there have been a lot of people in the national media who have been like, "Well, the Hawks went all in Dejounte Murray," and you know we've kind of all refuted that because like, I mean it's it's really not true. Like the Hawks gave up you know some picks and uh, stuff, but um. You know, they're not all in by any means now. They still have their pick, you know, this year. They still have the Kings pick, and they still have their young players. But once you did make a deal for us, say, Alcom, you are all in. And one thing I would add on to as well, whenever you talk about Akongu, AJ, and JJ, more so JJ and AJ because they kind of seem like, you know, guys that teams would target in trades is they really do offer you a good insurance policy. Um, I kind of – I hate to be like this in the podcast, but as a as the neighborhood doomer of the Hawks podcasting world – they are a very good insurance policy. Like, let's be honest, people. Trey Young's playing footsie with the Lakers right now. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That that I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but we we gotta face the music on that one, people. Like, you know, 
I'm just saying, man, there's been no shortage of rumors about the Lakers eyeing Trey Young. It's no secret that he's a clutch client. You know, clutch is known to get their guys to, you know, the big markets, whether that be New York, Los Angeles. But uh, I mean, Trey was even doing something out there, you know, for Kobe this past, you know, weekend in uh LA, which, you know, not to say that's connected to him. Oh, the conspiracy theory time. He's going to the Lakers. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, there's been, you know, talks of Trey, you know, maybe leaving the Hawks, even though personally I don't believe them. There's also a Trey rumor that we didn't even talk about. Another one that, you know, the Hawks made him untouchable on deals. I'm just saying, if something did come to push shove where Trey did one out of Atlanta, like having guys like JJ and AJG and Akongu make you feel a lot better about the future just because those are like legit. That's a legitimate young core in itself. Like, don't get it. Don't get it twisted, people. I'm about to hype up the Hawks for a second. We have a good team. We have it's, a team a, who can make a run. But within that team and within those contributors, we have a legitimate young core. Like, we have a young core that rivals some other young cores. Like, I'm taking our young core over Houston's. With all due respect, mm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm talking the talk today, Logan. Like AJ Griffin, better than Jalen Green. That 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 that's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous to say that, in my opinion. It's like a Kongu better than Jabari Smith and Shingun. JJ, oh, I mean uh, JJ, better than them all. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, man, we have a legitimate like young core developing. Now, now that that being said, if they if Houston wanted Clint Capella, um, you know. Hit our line, but you know. <laughs> yeah, we're get hey hey pick twenty. What you what you doing? What you doing? We're talking pick ten, pick fifteen, pick twenty. We're offering in fives this summer, my boy. I'm just saying. But uh, back to what I'm saying. You know, you go all in on Siakam trade. You probably do lose. You know, one maybe two of those guys. If you lose all three, then uh yeah, I, I I'll assume Travis Schlink was making the trade, folks. <laughs> Some more shots. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna be doing that for the rest of the time, man. I'm sorry if you don't like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are saying. Travis Slank needs to save the Wizards. He ain't saving shit. He's a scout. He can make dude, moves. Dude, I'm just saying th- this trade definitely because this is not the first time Schlink has traded like a bad and Bradley Bill is an objectively a bad contract. Not even a sliding in Bradley Bill. Like he could legitimately be an all star, but Bradley Bill ain't supposed to be making fifty million dollars a year. That's not how this was supposed to work, people. That is not how this works. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, like Dwight in Atlanta, and now it's like Bradley Bill. It's like he definitely. I know he's really just a NBA draft scout, wink, wink, but uh, I'm sure he had some input on this one. He, he ain't saving you. Travis Schlink is not the savior y'all think he is, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, Siakam, he, it feels like a lot, but also he is a, I mean, Siakam is a guy who like, you know, he does kind of push you into that, you know. The Hawks are, the Hawks are, I would say Hawks are in contender talks now, but if the Hawks get Siakam, and you keep, you know, DeJounte with like Trey, DeJounte, and Siakam. Like, you are kind of in contender talks. I mean, maybe DeJounte's in the rap in the Siakam trade. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that lessens the burden of what you give up, but still. Yeah. It's it's hard to say without seeing the whatever the trade would be. Um, and we're not talking about the, the, the Zion stuff because. I don't. I don't want anybody. I don't want that kid's got I, enough issues. I don't want a freak. I don't want a goon. Zion Atlanta. We'll have to put a shot collar on. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. <laughs> Imagine if Zion went to like Arizona State instead of Duke. <laughs> oh man! Somebody was like Zion in Houston. Don't let him leave the house. Don't let him leave the house. Yeah, yeah, would be bad. Um, we've already talked about the Zion stuff before, and my stance was. The 30 games a year would be amazing. But other than that, man, it'd be bad. So anyway, Zion, stay your nasty ass over in New Orleans. All right. Maybe maybe you can move elsewhere during on draft day. But 
I also kind of doubt they're actually looking to trade him. I think they're just kind of tired of him being fat and horny, basically. You, you're trying to what they're. I feel like what the Pelicans are trying to do is trying to like, trying to like force him to change something. Like, hey, dude, we're not afraid to trade you. Like, get your get your get your shit together, man. You know, honorable Zion. You know, <laughs> won't finish <laughs> you, you get the joke, Logan. You get the joke, Logan. Um, uh, yeah, look, man. A lot of do we have any more? I don't know. Um, Gosh, where are the Hawks aggregate tra- Twitter page rumors? Yeah. This is what happens whenever Hawks Muse gets hired. There's nowhere easy to go for aggregated trade information. Um, Damn it, Hawks Muse. You had to, you had to go. You had to go corporate on chase, it. Yeah, I mean, I've never. I, I will say credit. The, I did, you know, use his account a few times. Just want to say, uh, you know, best of luck to him. Happy for you, dog. If you're <laughs> listening to this bad boy. I don't think he is. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think, think he, he is. is either. It'd be cool if he was. If if a Hawks employee's listening to this, let us know. Write hey. us on the hey. the mailbox. I'm, I'm not, I'm, oh, I'm, here was the rumor. I'm not saying I do a podcast better than Andy Feinberg, but you know. Hey, hey, let us know. The Hawks have told opposing teams Atlanta's open conversations about all of its ro- roster outside of training. Obviously, this makes sense. You know, you know, there's the Dejounte Murray, you know, talk and everything, and like Dejounte Murray. I think even if he had a 100% season like we wanted, I don't think he's untouchable. Like, I feel like it's fair no, for every player outside of Trey to be. That was the rumor I kind of want to talk about. Like, you know, going back to the Heat series, it's like, oh, maybe the whole, you know, Kevin O'Connor, you know, this kid was scared of Atlanta making up trade rumor. And for good reason. We all saw the Heat, you know, burn out. But, uh, yeah, just I mean, you know, just thinking about things, you know, it looks like Trey's not going anywhere, which is good from the Hawks, you know, side. I do feel like if Trey ever leaves, it's going to be by his own volition. Like, I don't feel like. Yeah, I would be yeah. shocked if, you know, the ownership or the current front office ever parts the train. And they look to be here for a little while. So, you know, maybe something push comes to shove and they do eventually like do it. Like, but I feel like that's down the line. But I, I do feel like if it happens within like the next couple of years, it's on Trey's volition. So just on a train trade, yeah, I don't it, think it happens. It, it'll only happen when Trey demands a trade. But, you know, yeah, we're, basically, we're yeah that's basically how I feel. Um, All right, Jackson, just I looking got, through other stuff. I got, I got one last thing. I don't think there's any more real rumors. Um, but I do. I just want one thing from you, Jackson. I want you to call your shot. It's Thursday, 11 p.m. What young player have we drafted in the first round? Call your shot. Oh, are we picking at 15? I'm not. I, that's up to you. I'm just saying, call your shot. What do you think oh. happens? I mean, just going off a of rumor is lively. The obvious one. <laughs> that that's so boring. I know, but. This is there's been two credible lively rumors now. So, but okay. um, I feel like when draft night is all said and done, I'm gonna be optimistic. I feel like the Hawks walk away with Kobe Buffkin. That's gonna be my guess. Who? Kobe Buffkin? No, I'm kidding. Um, Buffkin. You know, I feel like at 15 he falls there. I feel like Wallace is off the board. They can't really work out something for you know a lively trade to go down. And uh, I feel like I feel like he's the guy at 15. I'm a bit of a shot in the dark. A bit of a a more random one, like someone we really haven't discussed. Also, I just want to say I'm scrolling through Twitter things. Bleacher Report trade ideas: Dallas Mavericks receive John Collins, Anyeka Kongu, Atlanta Hawks receive McGee, Davis Bertans, 10th overall pick. You you oh, no Jesus. you don't no. this this is not how this works this right. is not how this works okay so he, here's my shot I'll be very optimistic I think you know to put it lightly I think you'll be very happy after draft night Jackson we we've got a pretty good streak Jackson you've been very happy the last couple of Hawks drafts I know you loved that 2021 draft with Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper um, obviously Sharif Cooper had, did not pan out for us but you loved that Jalen Johnson pick you were very happy that night. 
Um, and I know you loved the AJ Griffin pick last year too. You were very happy that night as well. I'm saying we're going three in a row. We're getting Casey Wallace. I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot there. I think he ends up uh, in the Atlanta's red and black army by Thursday night. So I will say we were all dooming whenever the draft workout got canceled. But Landry straight up like, yeah, we've got some guys in for draft workouts that y'all don't know about. It's like, oh, we're back in, baby. We're all the way back in. Which yeah. a sneaky theory. I, I think it was Shirley said this, but he uh, he hypothesized that, hey, maybe that player that they had the private workout with was lively. And, you know, they're talking about lively, but they don't want to have like announce them publicly. So like if they, you know, if they do roll into the season with a Congo Capella still, it's like, oh, well, we didn't try and, you know, draft, you know, somebody who would, you know, take minutes from the center position, which is kind of fun to think about. Yeah. But no, Case and Wallace, that would be, that would be. That that's my prep. Like my preference is still, you know, Wallace lively if you trade Capella and then Kubale and then Kobe Bufkin. Yeah, I I really like Kubale. It, it would be interesting to me. No idea where it goes. I could easily see him going top ten just because the team's like screw it. We're just gonna take you know, we're gonna take a big swing. Um, but look, like the front office talk to talk about player development. Who better to develop around than a six foot eight wing? who was playing with grown men in France alongside Wemby and was putting up good stats, like pretty darn good stats, a steal and a half a game, a half a block a game, 11 points on decent shooting and pretty limited minutes as an 18 year old and in a professional league, you know, that, that seems like the ultimate player development move. Um, you're looking at a young sort of wing slash big core of AJ Griffin, Koulibaly, Jalen Johnson and Kongu, that's that's a great young core, potential-wise. Um, definitely better than Houston's. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I would be ecstatic with Bilal or Kaysom Wallace. Um, I'm going to trust your judgment with Kobe Bufkin. Um, and Derek Lively, I will be – I'll be okay with Derek Lively, but you really – you like, don't have him be the third center come September. That'd just be stupid. That'd just be – Gross mismanagement of, of assets. Um, I'm just so. going to say it now, Logan, you would like Buffkin a lot because I'm about to tell you he is very good at getting to the rim. <laughs> very good. There you have it. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, draft is in four days. Uh, you're looking at pretty much exactly four days from now. You know, you're, we're going to be turning on our TVs and getting ready, getting some popcorn ready, uh, sitting down and watching that bald bastard Adam Silver walk up to the podium. <laughs> Uh, he who suspends his players for 25 games at, and uses it as, as like a marketing slash hype building moment. The Christmas uh, Day return of John ja Morant. Oh my God, it might actually be around Christmas. God, how shameless. How shameless. If you want to talk about shameless, I just want to say the official NBA Twitter account uploaded a video of like Father's Day and it was NBA players with the kids. 14 seconds in, Miles Bridges. Last year, Miles Bridges got two charges of child abuse. You tell me how the hell that works. I mean, this is an unserious leak, people. That's shameless. What the hell? It's on my Twitter video. Look at it. 14 seconds in the video. You see Miles Bridges posted up. That is. Oh, they deleted the tweet. Well, that's probably smart, boys. Come on now. You did it, Jackson. You did it. Ratioed, they got ratioed. Hawks talks better. Hawks talks better than the NBA. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, Jaw could, depending on schedule, Jaw could legitimately return uh, right on Christmas Day. That's that's just terrible. That's just marketing. No, he's gonna he's gonna get a few games in, so he's warmed up for Christmas Day. You know, and then and then it's it's going down. Welcome to Adam Silver's NBA people. This is a 
reckless league. All I've said is that if David Stern saw the design stuff, you would have seen the suspension for him too. By <laughs> but no. Yeah, um, yeah. Logan, let me ask you something. This this is a good one. All right. If you if you are a betting man, who who gets traded first? Capella or Collins? John Collins. Yeah. I, I feel like there's still like a lot of people saying that Collins is going to be here, man. And that he's, he's going to be on the team next year. I, I can't tell if it's Hopium or what. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not I mean, sure how I, don't, I feel. I don't, we've had this conversation so many times. I want to like stick a Honestly, pencil in my Honestly, we probably talked about John. I, I kind of feel like if we were to like stop the podcast tomorrow, our most, most talked about topic would be John Collins being traded. And it never happens. It just never happens. Hey, free uh, content though, so I ain't complaining. Uh, you know, I just want something to end the rumors. Either he gets traded, or we trade Capella, and Fields comes out and says John Collins is our power forward. Either of those to happen, I don't care at this point. Just end the rumors. But yeah, obviously at this point, John Collins is more likely just because of the sheer evergreenness of those rumors. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Do we have anything else we want to talk about, Jackson? No, I don't have anything. I mean, I think we've hit all the boxes. Talked about Siakam, talked about Trey, talked about, you know, draft stuff. You know, it was pretty good. Yeah, that means, uh, I mean, I got nothing else to say, so I think we're good to wrap this up. Yes, sir. Well, as always, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. It's good to be back in the swing of things. Like Logan said, going forward, we um, we our next scheduled podcast is probably – I mean, draft night, maybe the day after draft night, you know, to talk about the draft, what everything that went down, unless there is trades and stuff. If there is trades and stuff, you can probably count on us to be here with um, an emergency podcast, which is uh, which is important, of course, um, because, uh, you know, you know, to stay in tune with the boys, get in tune with our thoughts. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Our Twitters are in the description, as always. You'll probably get like our initial thoughts there and then we'll elaborate more on the podcast, which is nice. But hey. Turn on notifications for the podcast. Quick plug for the boys. You know, so you can get updated anytime a podcast comes out. Follow us on Twitter to keep up with the podcast. You know, hey, Logan, this is emergency podcast season. You have, we all have to be on alert. This just isn't us on alert. This is y'all being on alert too. It takes all of us. All right. When it's emergency podcast season, one of the best times of the entire NBA year. Like, come on now. You know, the all season, nothing beats it. There's no, there's no all season that beats the NBA all season. I'm saying it now. Sorry to the NFL. It's kind of fun, but it's not NBA fun. Flurry of moves. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. That's why you know to stay in tune with us. But as always, check out the description to the episode. Find all the links to everything. Find a link to our Patreon. Upload a really good uh, bonus podcast from the month of May last month about them. You know. You know about like twenty or so days ago. Uh, did an all time draft together. We've already plugged eight dollars, ten dollars here. You get free access to it and everyone. About four and a half hours of content in there now. Quick plug. Shameless. <laughs> Welcome to the. This is the Adam Silver NBA. This is Logan and Jackson's shameless plug podcast. But um, yeah, y'all know how to get into it, man. Just want to say thank you as always for listening. We'll see you on draft night or before if there moves. Let's hope the Hawks make some good moves. And uh, as always, go Hawks, baby. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs>